Good morning, everybody. And we are in James chapter 4. We are in uh, a very unusual scripture that we, we don't think a whole lot about today, but we're going to spend some time thinking about it. As, uh, as we approach, uh, we're getting toward the end of the study on James, where we're on this journey to the intersection of faith and life. And, uh, and how are you doing on your journey? How's it going? What are some things that you're learning? What is it you've been able to put into play in your life already? Well, I'll continue some questions because here we go. I, I, uh, I have a test. We're going to do a test today. Ready? You don't have to write anything down. But um, answer these questions, all right? First one. Out loud, say, what is your birthday? And if you know what day you were born, I was born on a Thursday, September 30th, 1954. So what day were you born on, if you know that, and give that date, your birth date. Okay. And same way with uh, if you're married, when, um, when were you married? What was the date you were married? I was married on Saturday, July 6th, 1974. How about you? All right. Uh, what date were your kids born on? Do you know what date it was? The day, I should say. Do you know what the date was? Some of you guys, do you know what the date was? All right. So, say that out loud. What's the date that, you're, um, uh, that you bought your first house? Do you, do you know generally when you bought your first house? Okay. Go ahead and say that out loud. And what date did you start your current job, where you are now? All right. In my case, it would be March uh, 1st in 2016. How about you? All right. And then here's the last one. What date will you die? I know. You're trying to, you're, you're, you're having to think about that one a little bit, right? What date will you die? Um, you know, some people... Uh, they, they kind of have a sense of humor about their death. And uh, I was looking up online and I, I found some, some pretty funny headstones. And uh, I'm just going to share, uh, I don't know, four or five with you. Look at this first one. Don't you love it? I told you I was sick. <laughs> I love that one. And, uh, and then look at this next one, kind of a, just a regular size headstone. And the guy says, well, I was hoping for a pyramid. I, I thought that was great. And then how about this one? This this guy must have died in modern times. He said, died from not forwarding that text message to 10 people. <laughs> I've seen that message on Facebook. And then this last one's probably my favorite. She must have been somebody's Nana. She must have been somebody really beloved for cooking. And look at this, Kay's Fudge Recipe. And um, I'm hanging on to that one because that recipe really looked great. So, um, yeah, you know, somebody's uh, kind of had a little sense of humor about it. But it's really a serious subject. And we're going to kind of spend some time in it today. In James chapter 4, 13 to 17, it reminds us not to take life for granted. Not to take life for granted. That... Uh, the dash in life should keep us focused on God's gift of life. You say, Pat, what's the dash? I'll tell you more about that in a minute. So look at the scripture here. This is uh, in 
James chapter 4. Follow along with me or watch it on screen. Look here, you who say today or tomorrow, we're going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. Look at verse 14. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Kind of keep, keep an eye on that. Your life is like the morning fog. It's here for a little while, then it's gone. And what you ought to say, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you're boasting. You're, you're being pretentious. You're, you're making plans that aren't yours. And look at verse 17. Remember, all right, he just got through saying, our life is a vapor that appears for a little time, vanishes away. And then verse 17, remember, it's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Wow, what a question of the morning, I would say. And God urges us not to, not to live in, in self-confidence, not to be pretentious, uh, not to act like we uh, are in control, because that's just an illusion, right? Yet he wants us to think about the dash in life. You say, Pat, what is this dash you keep talking about? I'll tell you in a minute. So first, what does God want us to learn about life this morning? Well, the first thing is life goes fast and it's brief. Going back to James chapter 4 for a second, where he's, he talks about life being a fog or a vapor that appears for a short time. This fog gets burned off and it doesn't last very long. Um, Job chapter 14, uh, interesting here, Job who is going at this time was going through some really tough things in his life and he was lamenting one day, he says in verse 1 and 2, man who is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. He comes out like a flower and is cut down. He flees like a shadow and continues not. Now, I, I get it. He was having a hard day, and so he's a little melancholy here. But it's still true what he says. And then Job chapter 8 and verse 9, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it also kind of asks the same question. It kind of says the same thing about how life is brief. And, and then over in chapter 9 of Job, he says, My life passes more swiftly than a runner. So he's lamenting. That, that all the things of his life, that they're just going by so fast. Everything's so brief. And James reminds us that this gift from God called today, it's just temporary. It's only here for today. The problem is we go through life making plans with a tomorrow that we have not received yet. And, and it's, it's, it'd be similar to, it, it's like preparing to retire with a lottery ticket as your retirement. You know, that would be crazy to do that. You have no assurance that that would happen. I heard about a guy that won, true story, the guy won $200,000 in a Pennsylvania lottery. And uh, he was so excited, he went back and bought, are you ready for this? $200,001 tickets. And none of them hit. You know, um, that's... Uh, that's, that's being a little pretentious, don't you think? Or, or it's like uh, not working because we're, we're in our mom and dad's will. And we know, you know, 
we're going to get a, a, a large amount of money one day. So we, we, we don't even work today. You know, that would be crazy, right? You see, life is a gift. And uh, as we journey to the intersection of faith and life, um, we need to be more concerned with the dash in life than how long it'll be or how short our life will be. I know, you're asking, what's the dash? I'll tell you in a minute, all right? Just bear with me. The dash is so important. Uh, Carol, Carol and I were talking the other day, and um, we, we just feel so blessed in our lives. And, and it feels like our, our lives today, that it's happened all so quickly. And that we, well, I don't like to think about it, but the fact is we, we, have, we have more days behind us than we have in front of us. And I, I was jokingly uh, remarking to her about it. And I said, you know, about the time you figure out this thing called life, it's over. Well, that's really what the Bible is saying because our life is this fog and uh, the vapor and the sun burns it off and or you go out on a cold winter day uh, which we never get around here but but a cold winter day and you go and there's this vapor that's there for a couple of seconds and then it's gone that makes the dash of life so important and a priority i'll tell you more about that in a second there's a second thing here our life belongs to god period. Our life belongs to God, period. Notice, uh, notice what the scripture says here in verse 15 there in James 4. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you're boasting about your own pretentious plans and all such boasting is evil. So, notice the if the Lord wants us to. Do you live in that reality? Do, do you live in that reality that, that, that we should be looking at life from God's point of view if the Lord wants us to? Think about it this way. Life is, is such a mystery, and I would say it's very complex. Think about it. And it all the unknowns that are out in our lives every day, not even just a week from now or a year from now. Look, look at how our life has changed in the last 12 weeks. Now think about it. There's all these unknowns on its best day. And, and it's a mystery. Things are complex. We have our work schedule. We have our school schedule, our health uh, financial decisions that we have to make, uh, career planning, uh, kids' sports, family dynamics, caring for older parents, trying to get ready for our own retirement. Uh, man, on our best day, it's hard to figure those things out, let alone in the climate that we're living in right now of COVID-19 and all the fallout from it. You know, we, we say, when, when can we get back to normal? You know, what, what will the new normal look like in our home, in, in our school, uh, at work? What will, what will the new normal be? How about at church? What will the new normal look like in the days ahead? Will it ever go back to as it was? And it does seem like 
that we are in this new normal that is happening around us. That there has been a shift in our culture that in many respects is not going back. I believe with all of my heart that God has uh, allowed this, this virus to, to be kind of a reset button in our world. I don't believe God sent the virus. I, I don't, I mean, God's about life, not death. But I do believe that he can take what this world presents itself, this broken down world, this hot mess of brokenness. And I think he can use it for his glory. And I think he's doing that right now. I think God hit a reset button for our world. And what is our new reality in the coming weeks and months? And, and, and I think, I think when we're, we're busy working through our lives, we really need to stop and realize that we belong to God, period. We belong to God. I don't think God ever designed us to be as busy as many of us had been in our work, in our careers, or with our family schedule busy every night of the week, eight nights, eight nights a week, right? Um, many of us were busy all weekend long. And by the time Sunday night came around, exhausted, with no time to love, no time to visit with people, with, with, with really no time to develop a, a daily spiritual rhythm, no time to decompress. And all of that's changed. Those are all things that people, that, that you've said to me that, wow, we have time to be together as a family now, or wow, I'm, I'm working at home and, and, um, and I'm able to take a walk with the kids. Uh, I'm, I'm able to um, spend time in a hobby working in the workshop. There, there's things I'm able to decompress. I'm reading my Bible. I, I'm walking in the woods and praying. And, and folks... That is exactly what God's trying to, I think, show us in this time, is that he's trying to get our attention here. I believe the Lord, I think the Lord is trying to hit a reset in our lives for us to look to him, that he's the one in control of our life, period. See? Remember how exhausted some of you were? Remember? Life is just too short to forget that dash that we all have in our life. I'm going to tell you about that in a second. So God is helping us to reprioritize raising our family, building relationships that maybe have kind of frayed due, due to our schedule beforehand. He's reprioritizing his kingdom work. Notice that if the Lord wants us to, I think that's a beautiful thing to say. Lord, if you want me to, do you want me to do this? Do you want me in, in this area of life? What is it you're trying to show me? What is it you're trying to teach me? You, you have a plan. You have a will for my life. Think about that. That God has this plan for each of us and life is too mysterious and hidden. It's too vast and complex without his leadership in our life without his teachings. The, the word of God 
becomes the owner's manual while traveling in these bodies that we have. And life makes sense when our will bows before his will. There's no mysteries or surprises with him. And, and, and we may still struggle in life and, and we may still have hard times as, as we kind of navigate life around us, but God is there and he's there to guide us and he's there to build our endurance and life is hard, but God is good. So there's a third thing and that is life is uncertain for us, but not for God. Did you see verse 16? I just remind you, he says, otherwise, if we just go through life and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and, and I'm planning on being here at this time next year and I'm planning on doing this with my life and we don't stop and we say, Lord, is that what you want me to do? Lord, are those the plans you want me to make? You know, if we don't do that, then we're missing out on just how important God is in our life. He's not just for emergencies. He wants to be a daily part of our life. The daily rhythm of our life needs to reflect who he is in our life, period, as our will bows to his will. But notice, life is uncertain for us, but that God is fully aware. He does have a plan. Uh, the, the, the business people in that passage, uh, they couldn't see past one day. They, they, were, they were talking about a year out and they're doing all this kind of stuff. Um, but they weren't seeking God for the, for the 365 days ahead of them. They were, they were telling God what they were going to do. And Proverbs 27, 1 really captures life's uncertainty. Don't brag about tomorrow since you don't know what the day will bring. Wow, that's, uh, that's pretty straightforward in Proverbs. And this thought motivates us to make the most of our dash given to all humankind. That is, take our finite life and, and use it for God's infinite kingdom and the cross of Christ. Because the Bible says there in verse 17, we, we looked at it a couple of minutes ago. Remember, it's a sin to do what you ought to do and then not to do it. It's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. Wow. We may not know how long we have on this earth, but we can know what God wants us to do with right now. And, um, and God says, hey, I don't want you to go through life knowing what you're supposed to do and, and not doing it. That, that's not cool. That's not my design. That's not best for your flourishing in life. And we don't, we don't want... Uh, that to be the dash in our life. We don't want to stand before God one day um, having to explain why we wouldn't bow our will to his will. You know, Lord, when, when I retire and get all my ducks in a row, uh, I, that's when I'll serve you. Lord, I'll serve you. Right, I'll have all that time to do that. Or, Lord, when the kids are grown, I'll really get serious about following you. But right now, you know, it's about them. Or, hey, Lord, after I get through university and had some fun, then, then I'll get serious in my faith, right? 
God, I, I will forgive these folks, uh, but not right now. I'm just mad. I'm, I'm just going to seethe in this for a while and maybe next year. Maybe, maybe I'll sit down with them next decade and try and make things right between us. Let's see, that's not what God's calling us to do. What does God want from us? You know, uh, Jesus said something pretty uh, interesting in John chapter 4. He was talking about the Father and his will of obeying the Father. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. God wants you to pursue uh, this dash that he has given you in your life until he calls you home. Do you know what that dash is? Some of you may be starting to figure it out. You know what it is? What it means, it's that time between when you're born and when you die. It's that time between that date in my case, 1954 to whatever that is, that's the dash. That's really reflects on every tombstone. You see the date somebody's born and the date they die. All you see is a dash about their life. But boy, that dash for some people is an amazing, amazing outpouring of who God is in their life. For others, that dash is consumed by self. And a life that's dry and withered. I, I came across a poem by uh, Linda Ellis called The Dash. And uh, it goes something like this. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of birth and spoke of the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time they spent alive on earth. And now only those who love them know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spent our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you, you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. To be less quick to anger, to show appreciation more, and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remember that this special dash might only last a while. So when your eulogy is being read, with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you lived your dash? Wow. So we go back to James chapter 4. We go back to our text. Look here. You who say today or tomorrow we're going into uh, such and such a city we make plans to make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. 
Otherwise, you're boasting about your own pretentious plans, and, uh, and of all such boasting is evil. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. Maybe you don't think about it much, so let me ask this question. Whoever you are, wherever you're sitting, however you're watching this, maybe on the go, maybe in your living room, question, are you ready to meet God? If that day were to be today, are you ready to meet God? Something else to ask, has the temporary been your priority or are you prepared, are you preparing for eternity? We're on this life, uh, we're on this earth, living this life for a short period of time. Somebody lives to be 102 or 103 and we say, wow, they had a long life. Well, not in regard to eternity. Um, not everybody, but many of you that are watching today will remember an illustration I did it wasn't too long after I came, and we, I, I brought out oh, a couple hundred feet of thick rope one Sunday morning. Do you remember that? And I just kind of brought it all over through the auditorium, and then I came up uh, to the platform, and, and for about that much of the end of the rope, we had blue tape around it. And uh, remember what I said? I said, let's say that represents your life right there. That's your life from the moment you're born till when you die. And the rest is eternity. The rest is forever. I bring you back to that illustration because I want to ask you, are you living your whole life just for that? Or are you preparing for eternity? That is what God is calling us to. We are called to eternity as followers of Christ. If you're living this life for your own and uh, fitting God in where it's convenient, then you're not preparing for eternity. But God wants you to. And that's what this is all about today. That this journey to the intersection of faith and life it's for us to realize that what we're doing on this earth for his kingdom, what we're doing on this earth for his cross, what we are here for on this earth is for eternal matters, our finite life preparing for eternity. Do you know Christ? Have you come to the place where you have said, Lord, I want to follow you with my life. I want to, I want to give my life to you. No better day than right now, right here, to just right where you are, to turn your life over to Christ. He would love to have it. Or maybe you're somebody who has done that and you've just kind of got busy in your own life. You've been living finite when God's calling you to live eternal. Maybe today it's a matter of saying, God, I bow my will to your will. You call the shots. My life is in your hands. Hey, if we can help you with any of those big decisions, if we can help you with questions, uh, just, just write me, pat at waynefleetbick.com. And I would love to set up a time where we could get together and talk on the phone or, or maybe on the internet or in some way that uh, we could minister to you. This is too important to ignore. And I pray that God will speak to you today. 
You are loved, and I pray you have a great week. God bless.